0: Hello, everyone. We have another action-packed episode of Geek Briefs. I'm Barbara, your host with the most powerful Kung Fu grip in the land. As I mentioned in Episode 6, I had originally intended to discuss DLC 7 and Update 25 for DC Universe Online. But after a heavy news week and after taking a look at my notes, I realized this content needs its own episode. So this week, you get to have two episodes of Geek Briefs for the price of one. Jens Andersen, the creative director at DCUO, sent out a jaw-dropping letter to the community, revealing the seventh DLC for the game. It has a nice little intro that I'm going to skip to get to the really juicy stuff. Now, the very first thing he mentions in his letter, quantum powers. Yes, they're adding a new power set. I wasn't expecting this. This was the very last thing I thought would be in this DLC. I figured we wouldn't even see a new power until they finish revamping the current ones in the game. This will be the 10th power set in the game, and it's going to be a DPS controller role. which, before everyone starts complaining that controllers will now have four different power sets, it makes sense. The first power set we got from a DLC was the Green Lantern Hard Light power for controllers. Then we had the Lightning Strikes DLC, which had electric healing powers. After that, we had the Earth tanking power. Now we've come full circle back to the controllers again. Quantum power trees are themed around time and space. Uh, Jens is promising we'll be able to do some amazing things with power manipulation and crowd control effects. You'll be able to alter time, manipulate gravity, fold space, slow down opponents, change their density, and even teleport behind an opponent to do a surprise attack. This actually sounds pretty OP. Well, even though this set sounds amazing, I think I'm going to keep Volterra, my main troller tune the way she is, but uh, I guarantee you I will roll a Quantum Powers DPS and add it to my menagerie of tunes. Who knows, maybe it'll become my new favorite. The letter says the special effects are amazing for this power. Let's see, let me look at this. They said they'd like to thank CERN for visually inspiring the power set design, and this actually makes me curious. I wonder how the LHC in Switzerland influenced these graphics. I'm betting it'll look pretty sweet. All right, next up, origin operations and raids. So, more operations and raids. We're getting two new operations for each faction in alternate versions of Gotham City and Metropolis, and two raids for both factions to share that goes across time itself. I'm going to go ahead and read the basics on these operations and raids. Okay, it says... How would Gotham City and Metropolis change if Batman's and Superman's origin stories were fundamentally different? You'll get to find out. You'll get to stand in Crime Alley on that fateful night when the Waynes were gunned down. You'll get to storm the House of L to reach the rocket destined to carry Kal-El. And then you'll get to decide what actions will you take to tip the events towards the sides of good or evil. Then you'll follow future Batman or future Lex Luthor in a war across time and against each other, to alter the origins of countless iconic heroes and villains. But there's a cost to corrupting time, and a greater threat lurks within. The paradox created as a result of your actions. Only you have the power to stop it before it destroys reality itself. Will you survive the paradox wave? Alright. It'll be really interesting to see how the mechanics work for these missions. Think about it. As a hero, would you have to make sure... Thomas and Martha Wayne die in Crime Alley, so Bruce Wayne is inspired to become Batman? Or, as a villain, would you be required to save Bruce Wayne's parents, or make sure Bruce died alone with his parents so Batman never becomes a reality? Those kind of ethical issues, that's kind of messed up, and it could make some really interesting story in this game, which I'm really all for. Also, you'll notice that the paradox wave was mentioned. Now, Many of you may think that sounds very familiar, and you'd be right. Think back to Duo Missions, no, no, not Duo Missions, a Duo Mission in DLC 2 Lightning Strikes. In it, you use the Cosmic Treadmill to go back in time, avoid the Paradox Wave, and stop Abra from changing Barry Allen's history, thus ensuring Barry Allen becomes a Flash. Now, after you defeat Abra, he says that his employers would have given him everything if he stopped the Flash. And that, um, let me see if I can find the quote I put down. His employers won't give up because they have all the time in the world. Well, now we know who his employers are, at the very least. Obviously, this duo ties in with the origin crisis. And his employer is either Lex Luthor or Batman. I'd have to assume it's probably Lex Luthor. And that's pretty cool. Okay, let me look at my list here. New Solo Missions. The Iconic Anomalies. I'll read this one as well. Future Batman and Future Lex are trying to undo damage that's been done to the timeline, and are running tests on key origin moments to see how changing them could affect the timeline. What happens is that you get to step into the simulation as either Huntress or Bizarro. I'm not sure if it's strictly Huntress for heroes and Bizarro for villains, but uh, this sounds interesting. It almost sounds like a Legends PvE. And of course, finally, we have the Tier 5 gear. It doesn't say what the gear is, however, on this letter, but I do know the devs post images for the five different styles. For those of you that can't see what I'm doing, I'm looking on my screen and trying to find my styles in my folder. Ah, here they are. There's a Huntress and Harley Quinn PvP armor set, called Vengeance and Punchline, Huntress for the heroes and, of course, Harley for the villains. Then there are two PVE armor sets that are an Aquaman-inspired set for the heroes, and, oh, that is an awesome Black Manta set for the villains. It looks like there's also a PVE armor set that will be shared by both factions that's Booster Gold-inspired. The Huntress and Harley Quinn sets are spot-on when it comes to their inspiration. Villains definitely get the best-looking set with the Black Manta armor, in my opinion, though. I really... (laughs) Look, I keep looking at this. is so pretty. I really wish I played my villain more often just so I could be high enough to get this. That's pretty much all we know about Origin Crisis. I'm sure by next week we'll have more information filtering in. Until then, let's go ahead and look at the notes for Update 25. And there are a lot of them. I'm going to warn you, this is very, very long. If I were you, I would pause this recording, hit the head, grab a drink or, or a snack. Be prepared, because we might be here for a bit. First off, there's a new spring seasonal event. The spring is in the air. Poison Ivy is once again back to wreak havoc on the people of Gotham. This year, they've added a new boss fight, where players will be sent to the depths of Gotham sewers to confront... Or cure swamp thing. With the boss fight, they've added two new feats, new spring-themed base items, and a new spring. It's so hard to say. A new spring-themed style item. Additionally, many new spring-themed base items are available for purchase from the seasonal vendors. So there are going to be drops and items that can be bought from vendors. That's at least what I'm thinking, based off what I'm reading. They have marketplace improvements. They've streamlined the marketplace interface by consolidating items and by adding a few new categories. Basically, uh, a DLC tab, an on-sale tab, and a suits tab. On the sales category, naturally, uh, they'll provide players with an easy way to see all items that are on sale. And they'll only be present in this section when a sale is occurring. Makes sense. Uh, In the suits category, uh, if I'm reading this correctly, they have organized certain style items into sets. However, if you already own pieces from a set, but not the full set, you could still purchase the new bundled suit items to receive the rest of the pieces you don't own. <sighs> In my opinion, organization at last. That marketplace is really the most frustrating place to look through to find stuff sometimes. They really needed to streamline this thing, so I'm very, very happy about this. Okay, base tracking improvements have been made to the map UI. Now players will have an easier way to manage bases that they've been given access to, and that's kind of a nice little feature. Okay, I see listed here some chat visibility improvements. The chat UI window will now remain up and available for players to switch between when opening other UIs. Uh, The best way to describe is, for instance, when you're in the broker, or you're at your email, or you're at the vendor. We've all had those situations where you're at the broker putting up an item, to sell or price checking something and you can be there forever and you end up missing those important tells from players or league messages the update they've done is really great and actually it's been a long time coming so now you'll be able to interact when you have those windows up it says you can even uh, chat when you your character's been knocked out which is it's kind of cool all right respect tokens are now account banned woo all respect <laughs> I did I appreciate this, especially if you ever have to respec a a tune and you accidentally grab it on the wrong one. All respec token types have been converted to account-bound items, and now they can be traded to any of your characters on your account. That is sweet. Okay, mod recovery. Oh, okay, this is awesome. (laughs) I'm actually excited because I, I, I hadn't seen this one. Uh, we will now have the ability to take mods that have been constructed and even slotted into our equipment and break them back down for exobytes. This is proof that the devs are listening. Now all those naysayers that say they're not, this is fantastic. It does say that we're going to need to acquire deconstruction kits to break down these mods. These kits will vary in quality. Lesser kits will be sold from vendors while better kits are awarded from Arena and Legends Champion prize boxes, or by making your own kits. Kit plans are available for purchase at your local R&D vendor. That's not too bad. I'm a little worried that the kits and plans for the kits are going to cost marks, and that might suck a little, but I can understand why if they do do that. New weapons Tree stats. All Weapon Trees now have four new six-point skill traits available that will give players a new way to boost existing stats. This will really change things up uh, in terms of specking skill points. I'm not sure if I'm happy about that, but at the same time, I think I'm going to have to play around with it and see what I think. I'm not much into PvP, but we do have PvP map rotation here. It says they're going to restrict the amount of maps available to queue up for. That makes sense, because it will speed up wait times. Five maps are now available to queue for any given time for both Arena and Legends PvP, and the maps are categorized categorized by team size. See, right now, the following maps are going to be available for Arena PvP well, when this update goes through. You're going to have a one-versus-one lair battle, a 2 vs. 2 Inner Sanctum, a City Safe House, Graviton Tech Recovery is 4 vs. 4. Uh, oh, they've made the Arkham Asylum into a 5 vs. 5, and the Fortress of Solitude is, I believe it's the only 8 vs. 8 that we have anyway. So, okay, that makes sense. And before people start worrying, you have to remember that these maps will rotate monthly, so you'll get to play on other maps other than just the ones listed, it's just it's gonna. It might be a little annoying, especially if Moon comes up. For PVP legends, they've made Cave a one versus one, Inner Sanctum two versus two, Temple of Isis is four versus four, Arkham Asylum again is five versus five, and the Fortress of Solitude is eight versus eight. And also for this season, we'll have the PvP Season 1 gear. Season 1 PvP gear is now available for purchase from PvP vendors located in your headquarters. The new gear offers stats that are superior to the previous available PvP sets, to start everyone off on even footing. There's a Cash Purchasable set. This set starts at PvP Combat Rating 77. So, that'll be slightly below the old Tier 4 Checkmate PvP set that we currently have in the game. Advanced tiers of gear will be purchased using Marks of Valor we'll get by participating PvP matches. These higher tiered gear sets range in power from PvP combat rating of 81 up to 84. Now, each tier of gear will become available for purchase after raising your PvP combat rating by collecting the entire previous set. So. Basically, modding your gear now will not affect your PvP combat rating. So there's going to be no shortcuts. You're going to have to get the entire set of a previous gear before you can actually move up to the next level. There are four tiers of gear. Tier 1 is the Avatar Bombardier and all six existing iconic sets, which is a combat rating of 81. Tier 2 is Aeronaut, which I don't know if that'll complete the set feat for acquiring the gear in the vault... When this DLC goes into effect, I'll have to check that out. Tier 2 has a combat rating of 82. Tier 3 is the Logistics Officer, which is another set that drops in the vault, by the way, and it has a combat rating of 83. Finally, Tier 4 is the Punchline Harley Quinn-themed PvP armor and the Vengeance Huntress-themed armor for heroes. The ratings on these two is 84. We'll be able to see the PvP combat rating on your player's stats tab in the inventory UI. This rating, much like PvE combat rating, measures your effectiveness in PvP based off the best equipment in your possession at that time. The PvP missives we've been receiving will no longer be map-specific. They're now grouped by size of the arena. For example, a missive that before had the requirement of knock out five speedsters and Ace Chemicals We'll now have uh, knockout speedsters in any 5 vs. 5 arena. Okay, we're going to have another currency conversion, talking about tokens of merit. Along with PvP Season 1, changes have been made to the marks that are used to buy gear. In order to accommodate this change, they've added conversion kits. These conversion kits can be used to convert currencies that can no longer purchase gear to those that can For Legends, it looks like they're going to phase out the Marks of Lore, and we'll be only able to buy Legends characters with the Marks of Legend from now on. They've phased out Marks of Strategy and Tactics, so from now on we'll be able to use Marks of Valor for all of our PvP gear. Conversion kits for these currencies have been added to the conversion kit vendor, which you can find, of course, in the Magic Wing of both Headquarters. In addition, they've added tokens of merit for the new currency, Marks of Valor, which can be located on the existing vendors in each headquarters. From the looks of things, they're streamlining the marks situation, so it's one less thing that we'll have to keep track of, and I think that's, personally, I think this is a very good thing. Alright, now we're going back to PvE, and we're going to discuss alerts. Ace Chemicals. Clown Sanity will no longer attack players who rally behind the gate. I've actually never seen that one, so... Uh, I'm not too worried about that South Gotham Courthouse. Brainiac constables will always release their jurors once they reach the top of the jury box platform. Duos. Metropolis City Hall. John Stewart's abilities now appear properly in the combat log. Old Gotham Subway, Penguin will no longer flash red and remain on the mini-map when defeated. I actually remember that one. OMAC Base. Ensured all counters properly reset whenever both players are defeated during the Defeat OMAC Sigma stage. I hate OMAC base. Move on. Feats. PvP. The number of wins necessary to earn the map's specific arena and Legends win feats has been reduced significantly. If your current win count is higher than the new re- reduced count, the feat will trigger on the next win for that map. New PvP Gear Feats. Feats have been added for collecting the new Vengeance and Punchline PvP gears. That's expected. Feats have been added for collecting the new variant pieces for each of the following sets. Avatar Bombardier, Aeronaut, and Logistic Officer. Okay, that answers my question for previously. Now for the general. Fixed an issue where auto-lock-on lo- set... Okay, I cannot read today. Fixed an issue where auto-lock-on setting could cause trigger switching mid-flight. Radar enhancements will no longer be removed when entering Legends PvP. Power over time effects will update on gear change. Certain Star Labs employees will now have appropriate beam rifles that will have real... (laughs) Okay. They basically changed the sound effect on the Star Labs employees' rifles. Really? What was wrong with the original sound? That's funny. I wonder who complained about that. Fixed issue where field-deploying attacks would not proc for the attacker. Fixed an issue where suppressed NPCs would not break out properly. The sub-avatar of Meta in South Gotham will now fire the correct projectile, like it was throwing a shoe at me. The entrance to the treadmill room in the Flash Museum has been widened to allow for easier access admittedly it is a tight entrance to get to the cosmic treadmill, but did we really need it widened? Who couldn't fit through there? I I mean, it's not as if we have really, really huge characters. It's not like we have Bouncing Boy as a character option in the duo. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Fixed disappearing pants on the Mesa body type when equipping large boots while wearing the checkmate operative pants. Ooh, nudists. I fixed a bug that would cause the camera to snap back to a default zoom level and then blend back to the user's settings when the server moved you in situations like respawning and zoning. This is nice. PVE vendors in the Watchtower and Hall of Doom will now only display armor for the appropriate role of the character and the DPS set. Sweet. I like that. Okay, the Tier 3 DPS role vendor has been repurposed, and Tier 3 DPS gear is now available on the other Tier 3 armor vendors in the Watchtower and Hall of Doom. So if I'm reading this right, Tier 3 is the Kryptonian set. So he's gone, and they've decided to go ahead and streamline and have the DPS gear available on the other three vendors to save space. That's cool. I like that. Layers. Decoration Mode. One of the base item placement nodes has been adjusted to allow for large wall items as intended. The main frame. Boost 2 level henchmen and backup will now heal themselves less often. Sidekicks and accomplices. Uh, these pets will now do less damage. And henchmen and backup. These pets now have less health. Marketplace. Made adjustments to reduce the bloom on the fiery cestus weapon in the fiery weapon style pack. So I think the effect will allow you to see your hands on the fiery style brawling items. I think that's what they're trying to say. Movement. Zip-tie will no longer trigger a legacy skill test. Now we're into missions. Grab and smash. Corrected an issue where players could not interact with the computer terminals unless the mission was being tracked in their journals. This fix was made for both heroes and villains. Root of Evil. Fixed an issue with the Sequoia Lord not properly dying upon defeat. Right wronged. Improved the mission description text. Mechanical Mech. The nuclear winter leader will occasionally be stunned by his own overpowered attack, possibly making your recovery of the black box easier. Thank you, thank you, thank you, devs. Nest Egg Players can now interact with the terminals throughout the old Gotham subway if they do not have the mission currently tracked. Outbreak As part of their continued efforts to improve life in Gotham, The Hazmat team have adjusted their cleanse rifles to now only do minimal damage against other players when used in duels, while continuing to remain as powerful as ever against the intended targets of the Ace Chemicals cleanup operation. A little explanation. uh, You will see villains trying to gank heroes during a mission at Ace Chemicals. And if someone has the mission uh, that gives you that cleanse rifle they can use those cleanse rifles to give some serious hurt to the villains. I've seen this happen a couple times. I've never actually seen duels used with the cleanse rifles, but even I have to admit, those those items are, are flipping OP. I'm really wondering if anyone actually did has dueled with those, because that's, that had to have been hysterical to watch. Spirit Guide. The final boss of this missive is now an ardent, Vengeful Spirit. This is so he's consistent with the red aura that other Ardents in the missives have. On to powers. Fixed an issue where powers that could be used while controlled but were not specifically breakout abilities were causing Juggle and Levitate to end early. Corrected issue with Dominance Scaling for Healing. The following abilities will now properly debuff targets that are in control or healer role. Sleep Dart, Vortex Cannon, Grasping Hand, Weight Spin, Cryokinesis, and Terrorize. For Earth, Sandblast, Nature's Impaling Thorns, and Sorcery's Soulstorm, a new tooltip has been made advising that they're all vulnerable to interrupt. Now it should be noted that even though this info is new to the tooltips, they all function the same as they did before, so there's really been no change. It's just that the tooltip has been updated. For Gadgets, the Tricks Tree description has been fixed to state that when attacking a nature sorcery or electricity user, they gain confidence and get a brief damage boost of 35%. For Light, Light Barrier, a tooltip has been added advising that the ability is usable while controlled. It's the same situation as before. New tooltip, but it still functions the same way. Corrected a loophole with certain weapons that prevented characters from becoming interruptible after repeated spamming of range con- construct combos against a target. For sorcery. Circle of Destruction. This ability is now flagged as harmful and will now trigger the Escalating Might tactical mod. The Watcher. This pet will now only heal others when the owner is in the healer role. And now back to PVP. Influence will no longer be awarded. PVP supply boxes and legacy colas remain available for the new PVP vendors for a limited time, so be certain to spend any remaining influence. The following legends characters will now cost 85 marks of legend for purchase: Archilo, Bizarro, Kilowog, Amun-Sir, Ursa, Power Girl, John Stewart, Doctor Fate, and Felix Faust. Yes. Dr. Fate and Felix Faust are no longer 120 marks. That is such a pain. Suck it, Trebek. Harmful shape-shifting abilities no longer affect players in PvP. Instead of shape-shifting, when used against players, these abilities apply a short grounding effect and prevent the use of all abilities until the duration expires or the player breaks out. The abilities specifically affected include Horrific Visage, Vengeance, Weapon of Destiny, Wrath, Baleful Transmogrification, and Polymorph. In Legends, Steel's Pulse Hammer Stun is now easier to escape, and he's more susceptible to control effects while performing that ability. All acrobatic characters now have both Glide and Zipline abilities. This affects the following Legends characters. Arkham Asylum Joker, Joker, Bane, and Two-Face. That's cool. The use of certain trinkets and consumables are being restricted in PvP arenas. This is a huge list. I'm just going to go through the list really quick. We have the 25th Century Communicator, Death Blossom Seed, Sentinels, Ritualists, Slayers, and Chanters, Sunken Rune, Creepy, Scary, Spooky, and Eerie Jack, Mr. and Ms. Boo, The Collector's Edition Drone Control Device, The Toy Copter and Blimp, The Holiday Rocket Sled, Omac Nanite Circuitry, Heart of Devotion and Scorn, Phantom Zone Kryptonite Chunk, Sinister Clockwork Key, Manhunter Circuitry, Clown Nose, Demon Figurine, Lion Tooth Juju, Small Robot, Zombie Civilian, Hillbilly Zombies and Hallucination Guises, Expendable guises, such as the Brainiac Unit, Marobot, Hive Drone, Amazon, and Assassin. The robot Pterosaur, Angry Gorilla, and Snowman forms. All the Proto-Repair Bot, Bank Bot, Mail Bot, Broker Bots. A portable workstation, Boogie, Snow Globe, and Frosty Bombs. That kinda sucks. I've got the Omac Nanite circuitry and the Phantom Zone Kryptonite chunk, and I only use those in PvP. So... I'm not too happy about that one. PvP rewards. We went through this before. Uh, marks of Tactics and Marks of Strategy are gone. Rewards are now only earned through winning an Arena and Legends PvP maps. Daily win awards for Arena PvP are now Marks of Valor. For mar- For Legends, you'll now get Marks of Legend and Marks of Valor. That makes sense. Weekly win awards for arenas provide additional marks of valor and a bonus item. Weekly win awards for legends provides an additional mark of legend and a bonus item. PvP map updates, as mentioned before, legends back cave is now a one versus one map. And Arkham Asylum for both legends and arena is five versus five, and we're back into PVE raids. Power Corp. The Sunstone Sentries have been reprogrammed and will now attack the Resonator Crystal properly during the Protect event. For research and development, going back to what we discussed before, certain equipment mods can now be salvaged. Mod plan vendors will no longer show plans in their lists that you have already learned. That's cool. I like that. It's another way to streamline uh, the game. That's kind of cool. I really, really like that. In the UI... Updated weapon tooltips to indicate equipable status. Legends PvP maps in the on-duty menu are now only visible when you reach level 5 and can actually queue for them. Some missions will now have the mission acceptance dialog open after the voiceover. The HUD should no longer reappear after opening and closing the PDA during a cutscene. For inventory, items in inventory overflow storage are moved into empty slots as available, rather than shifting all items forward one slot. Awards from Legends arenas are now placed into overflow if your inventory is full. That's nice. Uh, For mail, fixed an issue with text being cut off with the attach item button. You know, I noticed that. But I just made up an excuse that all my mail was being rerouted by the question, and his decoding equipment wasn't up to JLA's standards. Alright, and before you say anything, yes, I know in the game the question is Rene Montoya. But my question will always be the original Vic Sage. And when I hear his voice, it's Jeffrey Combs. Fixed an issue where the message list from a previous tab would display briefly when changing tabs. For the map. As mentioned before, the tracking of base entrances to which you have been given permission can now be done through the map UI in the PDA. And again, for the Marketplace, the on-sale suits, base items, and weapon style categories were added. Item bundles will now show in their original category as well as the on-sale featured categories. For weapons, reduce the interrupt vulnerability window for players after performing block-breaking attacks to 1.35 seconds Based on community feedback, that the window was too large. Adjusted the button press timings on a number of weapon-specific area effect animations to prevent abilities sometimes double-firing if you hit the button rapidly while using a certain superpower. This could affect a wide variety of abilities, but was reported frequently in association with Savage Growth. For dual pistols, which happened to be my weapon, Purchasing the Sweep Shot weapon skill now also causes your full auto ability to fire one additional shot after the attack is activated and after switching directions of fire. When Sweep Shot is purchased, full auto always causes additional damage regardless of supercharge level. That is shiny. I like that. For Hand Blaster, Fist Slam now applies pushback if the player has 1000 or more supercharge. Solar Flare. Adjusted button input timing to improve feel and prevent unintentional activation of subsequent abilities. Objects will no longer count against non-object AOE target limits on Meteor Blast. Solar Flame and Charged Blast now damage enemies in an area around the target for Rifle. Mortar's damage is now split between three fast ticks of damage and will trigger three hits on the combo counter. And that's it, folks. Believe it or not, we actually made it under an hour. That is a lot of new content. For those of you that stuck with me through this, I salute you. Just a reminder, the next streaming movie of the week is going to be the Kevin Smith-directed Red State, which stars John Goodman, Stephen Root, Michael Parks, Kevin Pollock, and Anna Gunn. It's currently available on Netflix Instant Watch. If anyone wants to sit down and share your thoughts about the movie, what we discussed on today's show, or anything else for that matter, the email is geekbriefs at live.com. You can also contact the Geek Briefs studios at the Twitter account at Geek Briefs, or the Geek Briefs Facebook page. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.